Welcome to the LCAL a Low Carb Ancestral Living Podcast. I'm your host, Pim Johnson, and each week I'm bringing you new guests who will share their opinions and expertise on different topics related to health and well-being. Enjoy! Hi, and welcome to LCAL a Low Carb Ancestral Living with Pim Johnson. Today we are going to talk about how to improve your gut health, and I have the perfect expert here to talk about that. Her name is Christy Ross, and she has over 25 years of experience from helping people improve their health by fixing the underlying issue rather than going to medications and other ways of treating symptoms like standard medicine does. And what she has found is that the gut, if the gut isn't functioning well, it's very hard, if not impossible, to heal other health issues as well. So welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I absolutely love this topic. I think it's so important and I'm so happy that you wanted to come on and talk about it, especially the gut microbiome and gut health, because let's just face it, there are so many things that we don't know about the gut at all. There's so many things that we still have to discover and it's really hard to say that this is the way that it should be, that's a healthy person, this is not so healthy, etc. So I think Maybe if you want to just start talking about maybe why you think that gut health is such an important aspect when you're treating pretty much any disease, because there, you know, there is a connection there. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, when I did my functional medicine training, we spent probably a third of the time on gut health. And since then, and for the clients that I've been working with, you know, it's come, it's kind of become clear that gut health seems to be the underlying issue for most people. Because most people coming to me have, you know, maybe they have some gut symptoms, or, you know, whatever their health issue is, is uh, quite often gut related. Um, And then so we'll kind of start with, you know, looking at some gut healing kind of stuff. And then as that improves, Uh, or as we get the gut healed, like all of the other symptoms kind of tend to go away. So somebody comes at, um, comes to me for, you know, energy or weight loss or hormones or whatever. And then they're always kind of like, my gut's fine. Right. Like (laughs) quite often that's where we start. Right. And they're sort of like, Oh, it's all fine. I don't have any gut symptoms. Um, But it's not, you, you can have gut issues without having, um, the common symptoms, right? Like it doesn't have to be gut symptoms. It can be like brain fog or, you know, the low energy or something like that. So so what other things would you say that people generally, you know, what other symptoms are there of not, you know, bad gut health or a problem with the gut that we wouldn't necessarily associate with gut health at all? Yeah. So, um, like I said, the brain fog is a Mm -hmm. big one. Joint pain, skin issues is really common. It's almost always a gut issue. If you've got, let's say a rash, eczema, psoriasis, acne, that kind of thing. Um, and autoimmunity. If you have an autoimmune issue, uh, and have, and are having symptoms with it, uh, by default, you have gut issues. It just, there's, there's kind of a three pronged thing that has to happen with autoimmunity. And one of those is kind of a leaky gut. So 
So yeah, you can have nothing else just, or no other symptoms, sorry, and just that. And it really focusing on the gut health is what's, is what's going to fix things. And the thing is that the reason the gut's so important is it's such a, it's a huge part of everything. And, you know, we're always eating, we're, we're, um, uh, and if it's inflamed, then that inflammation is kind of, um, is kind of, the under, I mean, most people know that the inflammation is kind of the underlying cause of most health issues, right? So a big part of your entire um, intestinal tract is inflamed. That's just, that's just something that the body's constantly having to deal with. And so fixing that is a, is a huge part of, of quashing that inflammation. And then, uh, and then the, the, the body's able to deal with kind of the other stuff that's going on. So yeah, and this is so interesting because um, a lot of what I've been talking about and a lot of what this channel has been about is food. And when we're choosing what foods to put in our body, would you say that these affect you in, you know, either pro or anti-inflammatory? Is that, an, you know, a factor or do certain foods like if I'm eating a certain food or if you're eating a certain food, they will obviously have a different impact on us. And is that due to the type of gut bacteria that is in our gut or does it have more to do with, let's say, how I process toxins or what other stuff that might be in there? <laughs> that's a bit of a complex question. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's, well, and the, so the thing is, you're right. Like the food, I always say the food choices is probably the most important path to good health. Um, and when I say food choices, because I don't like to say diet because it has all these negative connotations, right? Yeah. But really what you're choosing to eat affects everything. And, and, it, and it really, because whatever you're eating, your body has a reaction to that. And so it's not really as so much what nutrients are in them because uh, it's now actually physically impossible to get all the nutrients you need from food. So you need a good quality supplement anyway, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but the foods that we were all raised eating and even like the healthy diet that we've been taught actually causes that inflammation, causes cravings, it causes diabetes, the weight gain, and it wrecks your gut. And again, most people wouldn't think that's a big deal, but that's actually usually the underlying cause of your health issues. Um, so yeah, and, and part of that issue is that we've kind of ruined our food now, you know, we got all the, the GMO and the Roundup on everything. And so pretty much everybody has some level of, of what is now termed a leaky gut, right? It's an actual thing. You can test for it. Um, and so, you know, for some people, it causes issues and in others, it doesn't really seem to be a problem. So it's probably a combination of genetics and how many other stressors on the body are, are going on also. But when that gut becomes leaky, that's when you get those food intolerances. And that's where the body is basically reacting to them with the inflammation. And food intolerances are super common now 
partly because we've wrecked our food. Um, for example, wheat and bread now is nothing like it was even a hundred years ago and our genes just can't adapt that quickly. So that's why you're seeing so many gluten issues nowadays. And in fact, more than 60% of people have a gluten and dairy intolerance. So odds are you're eating something that is causing an issue. Um, but it is different for different people. And once you get that leaky gut, that's kind of, it becomes a cycle. You, you, you don't really get the food intolerances till you have the leaky gut. And then, you know, your gut becomes a little bit leaky because we kind of know most gluten or all gluten kind of wrecks it to some extent. Um, and then, and then the more leaky your gut gets, the more food intolerances you get. And you tend to have the food intolerances to, um, the things you eat the most. So, <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking there are other things that, are quite common that we consider healthy things like eggs, nuts, fish, shellfish, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. uh, do we get sensitive to those because those foods have the same impact on our bodies like gluten and dairy, or is it because we're first starting with the gluten and dairy and kind of trashing our gut that way. And then we become sensitive to these as well. Yeah. It's kind of more the second Thing you were saying so i mean and and gut you know like i said it's the leaky gut that sort of creates the food sensitivities for the most part and it might not be gluten but really i mean they've done studies and, and i mean obviously there's levels of gluten intolerance but really we know from studies that gluten um wrecks you know or causes inflammation and damages everyone's gut Yeah. And some people can eat it like crazy and not have any issues. And other people, just a little amount is enough to cause a, a huge blown out issue. So it could be from, you know, it could be from the, the eating the gluten and dairy or whatever. Or, I mean, it could be you maybe you got a, a parasite at some point and you don't have to be visiting some third world country or whatever to get a parasite there everywhere right or it could be that uh you know maybe your microbiome is is off from for whatever reason there are a number of reasons so the leaky gut can be caused by lots of things and then that does lead to the food sensitivities and uh yeah and the, again the symptoms of, of the food sensitivity can be very different so you don't even you don't know Right. Yeah. Like most people don't even realize they have the food sensitivity until they kind of do the, you know, take it the best and the best way is to take it away for a while and then bring it back. So would you say that if you take all of this away, most people probably start reacting to gluten or dairy again, if that's the problem. But when it comes to things like fish, eggs, whatever. Mm -hmm. Can we heal that and be okay with eating that after a while? Yeah, usually. Yeah, like once you, so the first the first obstacle is figuring out what your food sensitivities are because mm -hmm. every time you're eating that, um, it's causing that little bit of inflammation and then the gut never really heals, right? Yeah. So, you know, and not everybody has a dairy sensitivity and not every, well, like I said, the 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 wheat is 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 an issue, but, um, only to a certain extent. Right. So, so you got to figure that out first. And then once you've, you know, taken all that inflammation away from your gut and it's able to heal. And the thing is that could be a few months, 
to a year or more. It sort of depends on how erect it is, how, how diligent you are with, you know, taking the things away. And it's not always just food. Like you could take the, the food stuff away and still have a microbiome issue or a parasite issue. So it doesn't always uh, taking the food away doesn't always heal the gut, but let's say that's all it was. Um, and then once your gut heals, then you're usually able to bring that food back. Ex- like I said, except for the wheat and sometimes the dairy, because sometimes that's a genetic thing. Um, you're able to bring it back to a certain extent. It never really becomes a, something that you're going to eat every single day, but um, you know, once or twice a week is totally uh, doable for sure. Okay, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. So what about stress? What impact does that have on your gut flora, leaky gut, etc.? Um, well, a lot. Like the, the stress and, and lack of sleep is, um, you know, that's one of my five pillars of, of things that people aren't getting right and kind of need to. So um, that whole, the whole gut-brain connection um, is one thing. And, um, you know, that butterflies in your stomach, if you're nervous about something like it really affects the other person and the gut is just, it seems more sensitive than it should be, but it really is. And, and when I talk about stress, it's always, it's not always the emotional stress. It's also the physical stress. So, so, you know, eating poor foods or, you know, exercising too much or too little, or not having the right nutrients to, to help your body do stuff like that kind of stuff. That's also a stress and stress. We know again, um, has a detrimental effect on your gut. So. Okay. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about probiotics because (laughs) there's so many different kinds out there. I don't even know where to start, which ones are good. How do I know if they're good? How do I know which one does the job for me? <laughs> do you want to elaborate a bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Probiotics are are pretty amazing, actually. As you as you you know, the more I learn about them and stuff, but the, the, it's really one of the best ways to heal the gut, um, aside from taking out the foods that you're sensitive to. And there's just tons of studies showing the gut healing benefits. So uh, even as much as as healing an infection. Um, like they've actually shown that H. pylori, which is an infection that often leads to ulcer and, and heartburn and other things, is actually um, is more effective to use a probiotic protocol to eradicate it than it is with the antibiotics, which is, is kind of the standard stuff. So um, it is true that different probiotics can work for different people. So if one doesn't work, trying another one might do the trick. Um, not nearly as daunting as it would seem, though, because I know there's tons of probiotics out there. Um, the, the first criteria is kind of make sure you get a good quality one. You do have better odds with the probiotics. Like I would say it's, it's kind of 50-50 <laughs> uh, better odds than you would with a multivitamin. But, you know, kind of choose a reputable brand, you know, read reviews. Like if, if people are seeing a benefit with it, then then at least, you know, it's probably there's active stuff in there that's actually doing something. Right. Yeah. But as far as um, having to try a whole bunch of different uh, probiotics, there's actually three basic types 
of probiotics. So really, you're only needing to try three different ones. So the most common one when people talk about probiotics is the there's the lactobacillus and the bifidobacter strains. And most probiotics are just different strains of these. So um, if you're just picking one from a reputable company, uh, try and have, you know, one that has multiple strains of those. Um, generally speaking, the more strains there are, the better, not always. But and it, it has a decent, uh, they, they measure them by CFUs, the colony forming units. So if it has a decent amount in it, right? So that's the, and and if that, if you've got a good quality one and it's got a decent amount of the different strains and it's not doing anything for you, then, um, then there's no point trying another one that's just also the lactobacillus and bifidobacter, right? Right. So, you know, you've kind of, you've kind of done that. Um, The second type of probiotic is actually a beneficial yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. And so even though it's a yeast, it's actually really great for people with a candida overgrowth, which is super common now, it seems. And it basically chokes out that yeast overgrowth. Um, and again, just a good quality and it's only by itself. So you just want a, a good brand of that one. The third type of probiotic is uh, what we call soil based probiotics. And they're actually spores that are found in the soil and usually uh, strains of bacillus is what it's called. So, so when you're talking about the three different things, you could either try one at a time. Um, and I would probably start with the lacto bifido blend. And if you don't get results, you go to another one. Or uh, you might want to try all three at the same time. And then once you're feeling well, you can you can sort of eliminate one at a time and waiting a few weeks in between to see if any of your symptoms regress. And this is because sometimes people only see results when they take all three at once, right? Mm. Or with two out of the three. And you wouldn't really know this if you try one at a time, right? Yeah. I mean, the other way you could do it is you could, if, if you do the lactobifido blend and you're not seeing improvement, you could kind of add another one to the previous one and work your way up to all three types. Um, it's going to take longer, but it might be more economical. And, you know, that's kind of where having a practitioner to guide you can be really helpful because depending on the person's situation and their symptoms, I kind of know when to just go with all three from the get go, or if we can kind of try doing that step thing. So, and also, um, like it's not perfect. Sometimes you need to actually take like much higher doses than what the label says yeah. to get the improvement. So you might be on the right stuff, but if you're underdosing, you're not really going to see the results. So, yeah. So after you feel like I've healed now, do I have to continue taking these for life or for a certain period of time? Yeah, generally speaking, you can go, but, but again, you can, I mean, it's really a lot of, Functional medicine and figuring out what's right for you is a lot of trial and error, a lot. (laughs) But you just you kind of want to know what you're looking for. So let's say, you know, you did all three and you're feeling amazing. And then, like I said, you could take, you know, take out the soil based ones and and see if your symptoms regress and then, you know, and kind of go. And if you and if you ever see your symptoms regressing, then then, you know, you kind of need to carry on. And same deal with um with dosing like maybe you needed you know kind of double or triple the dose at first and then you can kind of cut back on the dosing 
Um, we used to like years ago think that, you know, people, people thought that if you took a probiotic, oh, it's recolonizing and, 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 and then that's that, right? Cause the, obviously the bacteria multiply in your, in your colon, but, uh, but it's actually been shown like when you stop, you kind of go back to what your, what your baseline was. Yeah. Although it is, there is some evidence that maybe after six or seven years, Wow. That, you know, that, that it might reset. Right. So, but it generally, if you're feeling well with it, like it's a long-term, you're doing it long-term. Otherwise you're just going right back to where you were. So. Yeah. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know gut health is a problem for many people, probably many more that uh, knows about it. So right. if, if I want to start somewhere and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know where to start. What, where do you recommend that people start on? Where do, would you recommend someone who's just watching this video to do something different to what you're doing with your clients? Or where do you usually start your clients? Right. Well, I think the, like I've, I've kind of, uh, like I said, I've kind of boiled it down to five key principles that people aren't getting right. And um, I was kind of having the same conversation all the time with all of my clients. And, and so I actually developed an online program for, to, to kind of go through all of that basic information um, and to finally get that right information. Cause honestly, even if you think you're eating the healthy diet, I bet you're going to be surprised. <laughs> Most of my clients came to me eating the healthy diet, right. And it mm. just really wasn't. So it's really the courses based on how your body works and we're going to optimize that. And it's kind of fully comprehensive. It's basically everything I know about being healthy. So it's a step-by-step course of getting and staying healthy, just using simple, easy strategies. That's my other claim to fame is I don't know unrealistic, crazy stuff that doesn't fit into people's Um, If you have gut issues or other conditions that make your situation more complex, I highly recommend getting the coaching package with it because then you kind of get the most of the best of both worlds. You get the personalization of the one-on-one coaching and the affordability of the online course. So that's kind of my basic step. Nice. If you want to know more about me, I have a free masterclass. If you go to my website, that kind of goes into those five principles and it kind of gives some real life simple tips that you can start using today. So yeah. that's a good place to start if you're not really sure. Yeah, absolutely. I hope we have the link for that. We can put it up in the description. What, yes. What's what's that? It's christyrusshealthcoaching.com. Yeah. Easy. And what was the free one? <laughs> what was the free course or the masterclass called? Uh, it's just, it just says free master class okay. and it's like myth busting help. But yeah, if you right. go to my website, it's this big green thing. Can't miss it. So wait. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what else do we need to know? Do you have any other common things that people just oversee in general, which relates to health or maybe gut health or anything that you think is important to share? Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I really, I really feel like people don't realize how misinformed we really are. I discovered all of this through my own health journey because I 
thought I was doing everything right. And I really wasn't. Mm. Um, and it was, you know, it's more than the, than the foods you eat. And, and I was, I was shocked to discover that all the things that I had been taught my whole life, including in pharmacy were actually a lot of them were almost opposite of what you should be doing. <laughs> and like I said, I have lots of clients coming to me on their healthy diet because they're, they're following it and, and it's not really working. So it's, um, it's, it's too bad. And, and that's kind of why once I discovered all this and, and it's just simple changes, it's not, it's not difficult. It's not rocket science. It's just a matter of making a few tweaks in what you're eating already and kind of what you're doing already. Um, but has such a, it's such a huge impact. If I hadn't seen the before and after with my own eyes about how just a few simple things would have such a profound effect on people, like I never would have believed it because I am ever the skeptic, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, you really, you think you, you think you're doing it right, but you're not. And it's that whole cliche. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So Yeah. So what's the biggest health myth in your opinion? Well, like I said, the health, our healthy diet, right? <laughs> people, people's food choices are, are crazy. It's crazy. And it, like I said, it's just, a, it's a few small tweaks. It's nothing about deprivation or willpower or whatever. It's just knowing how your body works and then kind of working with it rather than against it. And it's like, it's, it's night and day difference, but that's the, that would be the biggest thing is, is, and I mean, the thing is you got to eat anyway, yeah. you're eating anyway. So let's just learn what we really should be eating and, and, and feel better. The thing it helps your body heal itself. And the, and the bonus is you have, you know, it's like lifelong health. Like when your body's working well, it heals and repairs itself. That's what you want. You don't yeah. want to be dealing with all these health issues for the rest of your life right what's your take on fasting do you use that with your clients um in the right situation yeah like it can actually be a really good way uh to and, and even from an anti-aging perspective like you know we we do we consume too many calories and calorie restriction actually does show like better brain health um and and that kind of thing but if you Again, getting back to the stressors and both physical and mental, like if there's a, there's a, some people can handle it well. Fasting is a stressor. So if you've already got a whole bunch of stuff that you're dealing with and you throw that on top of it, you're just going to derail everything and, and it makes everything way worse. So in the right situation, I think it's actually a really valid principle and I think it works well for a lot of people if you're doing it right. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? Uh, I think it's, I think I'm good. Yeah. I think you're good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. I really appreciate it. And I think my viewers are going to find it very interesting. And the, the advice when it comes to choosing your probiotics, I think is gold. So thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the LCAL podcast. If you like the show and you want to support the show, you can do so by sharing it with anyone who you think may benefit from listening to it. Or if you're so inclined, you can make a donation over at PayPal or at Patreon and you will find the links in the description. Have an awesome day.